Greetings, dear ones. I'm Cryon of Magnetic Service. Those listening who are not here should know where we are. Capital city, Hobart of Tasmania. A grand, beautiful, beautiful place at the bottom of the continent of Australia. This will be part one of two messages. And I give you that information so you'll find part two. All through my journey in this great land, I've talked about metaphysical things. Metaphysical meaning beyond physics. Metaphysical meaning those things which sometimes are not seen. If you ask a spiritual person, are there metaphysics involved in their work? They may say, well, I don't even know what it means. But if they have faith in the unseen, that's metaphysics. If they have an idea that their life is perhaps driven or guided or helped by an unseen spiritual force, that's metaphysics. If they start to understand that there's more here than themselves that is not seen, that is metaphysics. And almost all humanity falls into that category in some way. It has been reported that 80% of humans believe in the afterlife. If that's the case, that means they believe somehow in an invisible soul, a consciousness that continues even after your last breath. And so what happens next, dear ones, even in this message, a message of love, what happens next should be believable. What do you believe is around you, really? Even when you're alone, totally alone, what do you think is there? A channel that I've given many times with information which remains the same is that that depends upon what you've been told. And so what I want to do now is to talk about that. I want to get practical, less metaphysical, and talk about the love of God. There is a system on this planet who knows you. Those who are in this room, most know where you sit, that the energy of this land is different and pristine and beautiful. If you're in a place that is just filled with Gaia, you know it. You know there are things which are invisible. You count on things which are invisible. If you could go back thousands of years and ask those who walked the land here, tell me about invisible things, they would say most of everything is invisible. 
And they count on that invisibility becoming real and listening to it. Having it guide them around, knowing what to do, where to go, when to have children, what to eat. All invisible, pouring out of the earth, giving them intuition from their partner, Gaia. But you don't even have to go there right now, today. For those sitting in front of me and for those listening to this, I want to present three things to you. And then more later today. I want to present something that I want you to visualize if you can. Imagine an entourage who knows you, that is invisible, walking with you all the time. As you sit in this room, all of those entourages are together because they all know you. When you got free choice, when you came into this planet, when you had the fusion of the chromosomes together and the telomeres, when all of that took place, dear ones, you became one who was closer to God and wired for it. And in all of that, dear ones, there are so many invisible parts of the puzzle that rotate around you. And we've talked about it before. You don't have to name them. You don't have to understand them to understand the engine of love. But it's been discounted so completely even by modern spiritualists who tell you what you must do and what not do who tell you the ladders and steps to climb in order to get favor with God not understanding that love shatters all of it imagine there's an entourage around you and they have ladders and tools and they have their hands out they have things that will carry you if you need it. They have things that will heal you if you need it. And they're all sitting there. And as you walk out of the room, they get up and walk out with you. And even the atheist and the one that says, you're crazy, Lee. You're crazy to have this cryon thing, Lee. When they walk out of the room, the entourage is with them too. You see... Those who are angelic, carrying the love of God for the human being, pay no attention to what you believe. Because it's simply absolute. So what I'm telling you is that there is a system around you which is absolute. And it's waiting for that which you have, which is free choice, in order to throw the switch. Now what switch are we talking about? We could start giving you the switches in layers, if you'd like. So why don't we? Let's talk about number one. There are so many who walk this planet in sorrow. This is one of many, just one. And the sorrow that you have as you walk from place to place defines you. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about those who sit in front of me. I'm talking about all those who will listen now and listen later. And you know what I'm speaking of, so many of you. The sorrow of loss. 
And the loss can be whatever because you're so varied in experiences. But the older you get, the more loss you have. And that's just being a human. But there are those who have had inappropriate and untimely loss. And it can be the loss of love. It can be loss of loved ones and friends who die too early. Or tragically, perhaps even in front of you. I know who's here. And that sticks in every cell. Loss. Wherever you walk, wherever you go, it's with you. And you may say, well, I'm just fine, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. No, you're not. Because when you sit and you're alone or you hear certain music or read certain books, the tears will betray what's going on inside. So I'll ask the question, are you afraid of being without it? It's a habit, dear ones that you stay there. You see, it's appropriate to mourn. It's appropriate to have all of these things, but not all your life. There is no axiom or rule that says your loss is going to be carried around like a burden and a badge and baggage wherever you go, and you're going to have to lug it from place to place, and it's going to tear you down. There's no rule that says that, and if anybody ever told you that, walk the other way. Because the truth is the opposite. You have the tools to recover. The loss is the loss. And it will always be there in fact and in history and in reality and time. But your reaction to it is what you can control. The entourage is a specialist in removing the baggage and the feelings you have with loss so that you can stand tall and remember the event without collapsing or being shattered again. It changes your countenance, it changes your overall perspective. The sun comes out, even if it was a child. Your entourage was built for that. I'm like, how do I get there crying? I'm interested. You've tweaked me a little. I'm interested. So I'll tell you, let's do it together. You see, your consciousness and your desire, what you affirm, is energy. It's not wishful thinking. It doesn't go into the ethers and disappear or evaporate. Oh, no. It goes to a place where it's acted upon, dear ones. How many of you are brave enough right now to say with me, I want relief from my loss. I claim this entourage of love, of spirit, of the souls around me, of anything I don't understand will come in and start to scrub that away so that there'll come a day when I can re remember only in love these things and not in sorrow. Well, I'll awaken in the morning and not remember that thing anymore. I claim the baggage is gone. How many of you are aware of the energy of those statements to the entourage? That entourage has your name on it. 
That entourage walks with you, not anyone else. They have their own. You have one that is specific and helpful and ready. How many of you never speak to them? We've told you since the beginning to talk to your cellular structure. Now we're telling you that there's more listening than that. You can address them. You can proclaim. You can affirm. You can say, I want help. I am done with this. I'm not going to be that person who walks around victimized by my loss. And I'm going to live longer because of it. Take my hand and do that. Could it be as simple as that, Cryon? Yes. And it's not simple. You're going to have to have all manner of courage to make those statements because sometimes, just sometimes, it has defined you so much that you wouldn't know how to act unless you were depressed. <laughs> There's so much worry about health. And I will tell you that your society doesn't help. Because at every step they tell you you're not healthy, but they have an answer. So it just seems to be part of living in a society that you can become medicated for things you've never even heard of, that are wrong with you you didn't even know. And then there are things you do know. The aches and the pains which have turned into something greater. I know who's here. And you start to worry about all manner of things, how long these things will be in you. Will they continue? Will it get worse? How long have you got? And even those which are healthy and young often are talked in to that worry. It's almost like society saying, well, you know, you're not going to live forever, so you better start worrying about it now. <laughs> And that becomes a way of life, doesn't it? You wake up in the morning, you feel something, and you start worrying. Not all of you, dear ones, but I'll tell you, many of you are worry kings. And it has to do with your health. There is an entourage which is ready to bring you to a higher vibration where those things will not continue. Some of them will go away. Some of them are actually there with you. Some of the anomalies, some of the diseases, some of the aches and pains are actually there with you because you expected them. And they're right on time. Some are there because you actually worried out loud. And that's an affirmation. It's almost like you placed your order at the restaurant and here it comes. And you're hurt in the right place. Did you know that? Some of you have created the very things you're worrying about. How would you like to change all that? That's another paradigm. Dear entourage, take my hand. And the first thing I want is clarity on my magnificence. And then I want to start feeling better, but knowing that I'm not even aging as fast. Because I believe in my magnificence. And dear ones, if you do that and you mean it, and you claim the entourage and the help that it has and the tools that it has, you'll start actually feeling it.
What happens when you start exercising and you feel better? You say, I don't care if it hurts when I exercise. I'm going to do it more because it works. Well, this does too. Exercising that spiritual muscle of light and free choice and knowing the entourage is there. Some diseases that you carry around will disappear because your intent is no longer there to worry about them. Did you know that? Disease is alive, and so are you. There's consciousness in both of you. And as long as you've invited it in in your own way, because worry is energy, oh, it will have a nice time. But when you start rejecting it with the light and the love of common sense, it'll go away. And the entourage is there with his hand out saying, give it a shot, give it a try, and mean it when you do it. I've given you two. There's more. I'll give you one more. It seems that the society is possessed with worrying about the future. And you grab a newspaper or you turn on your news and they'll tell you what's going on and you can only imagine what's going to happen tomorrow. And so there's an industry that will then cooperate with your worry about the future. And you wake up and you go, I'm not just worried about me, I'm worried about my children and my children's church or children, where are we going and what we're going to do. And it won't be long, the way time goes, when you realize that you've spent all of your life worrying about tomorrow. And there'll come a day when you stop breathing. And in retrospect, you'll say, wow, I worried about tomorrow every single day of my life. Doesn't make sense, does it? What if instead you said these things, I control luck, I control my life, I control my diseases. I have light and I have an entourage which will show me where to walk. I believe in invisible things called faith. I have an alliance with Gaia. I have help from beyond. And all of those things are like a GPS for me and I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I'll face tomorrow when it comes with the same light that I face today. I'll face tomorrow when it comes with the same love and compassion that I face today. Nothing is ever complete, really, unless I complete it with my love. And so there are no, no absolutes in my life because I control the change every day. Is that possible? Can that be you? Can you stop worrying in general? And if that's the case, and if you will then understand that's an entourage, how much love can you take? There's an entourage which will take your hand and walk you to a place where someday you'll realize, wow, I'm sleeping better. I'm not worrying. I've got a meeting coming up. I've got a confrontation I know will occur. I've got a situation. Well, when it gets here, I'll face it with the same love that I'm looking at right now. And it will solve itself in a compassionate way, in a beautiful way, because that's who I am.
That's who you are. Every single one listening to this, that's the magnificence of the human. Not what you were told, not the habit that you've assumed, but a core truth that is grand beyond grandness. I've got more in part two. <laughs> and the reason I'm doing this is not to expose, but instead to have an exercise with you that says, take my hand, entourage, take my baggage, take my health, take my worries, and let's go through life differently. Let's begin by closing our eyes and coming home to ourself without any distraction around us. Feel into what's being communicated internally within. Let's give gratitude and thanks for the privilege of sitting where we are currently sitting on the beautiful Apple Isle, known as Tasmania. The communication and connection to Gaia on this island is so pure and so easy to feel. And I think that's why many of you are here in the room today to just get a little taste more of that beautiful connection. And the connection's easy, there's nothing to do. There's simply nothing to do. All you have to do is walk among the trees, walk on the ocean, climb a mountain. And that extraordinary communication and connection is ever present in every cell of your body. You feel it. You feel that deep gratitude and love for our planet, our Mother Earth. So let us now, together as a group, send that loving gratitude and connection with Gaia to everyone on the planet who may not be in a position to directly connect with Gaia because of their unique situation, but allow them to feel and to know that these pristine places on the planet still exist. There's pockets of the purity of Gaia everywhere on the planet. And that purity of Gaia is constantly being broadcast and sent to every brother and sister. And so we thank them for joining us now and being with us to hear this next message. Greetings, dear ones, I'm Cryon of Magnetic Service. In Tasmania, this is part two. And it's part two of a message. And the message has to do with what you carry around, dear human being. What you carry around that makes you feel alone. What you carry around that 
you would feel perhaps that there isn't a soul who knows what you know. And that's wrong. It's wrong in that the love of God that puts you here, the system that is here, all knows who you are, what you've been through, what you're worried about. Free choice is free choice. And that means you are free to worry, you are free to fear. And even though there may be little to worry about or anything to be afraid of, if you do, that is your free choice. And dear ones, that is the definition of you defining yourself. And that is how much do you fear? How much do you worry? How does that play into who you think you are? I want to talk about something that's very, very profound. I want to talk about what defines you. And this isn't just for those who sit here, it's for those who listen. If you had to ask the question, who am I? Past your name and your society and your culture, your language, the place where you live, then you get into, I am a homo sapien, and then you get into, perhaps, I'm a child of God. But if you take a look at how you act, or how you feel, or what's inside your heart, sometimes it just does not shake hands with all of those definitions. And there's two reasons why. And one of them comes in with you that I want to talk about that we can dismiss together with that entourage we've talked about. And the other one has to do with what you were told. So in review, around you is a great amount of love. Around you are actually intelligence, if you want to call it that, who knows your name, knows what you're going through, and belongs to you. Hard for you to, to believe this, perhaps. What's an entourage? Cryon, give us another word. Here's something all of you will understand. A bevy of angels <laughs> around you who know your name. Spiritual beings that are in another dimension, you want to call it that, which have always been around to help you. And the idea is this, is that when you start having a higher consciousness development, and when you start to evolve with ideas, perhaps that are, that are right from your Akash, because you're an old soul, that there's help to push you in to light. That you don't have to struggle to find it. And the reason is because of the shift. This shift you've gone through is starting to temper the amount of darkness on this planet. Did you notice? It's not just that there's more light, there's less dark. And that means this, that metaphorically, you're not going to have the, the slog through the mud that you've had for eons called humanity. That the wind is at your back, that if you try something that would be of a high-minded 
thought, for instance, it's going to have a response. People are not going to turn their back as easily on you as they have had, as you've had them do in the past. Some of you may have even noticed this. I think you're probably a little less strange than they did before because some of the things you've talked about are actually happening. And what I want to tell you is beyond that which you might believe, you have help. Now that's the review. When you arrive on this planet, old soul, old soul, you don't arrive clean. And what I mean by that, you arrive with a history. Now it's not your humanism, it's in your DNA, and it's carried into your life. And the idea of this and the system of this is that eventually, when you have a higher consciousness, it's going to be carrying in the wisdom that you've learned. And that when you come again into life as another human with another expression, you'll be carrying that which you've gleaned and learned this time. Now, it hasn't always been that way, and as proof of that, humanity continues to war. And that's what's changing. You're starting to arrive with a lot more of that which you've gleaned and earned from having been a human so many times and learned so much. And it's starting to occur to you. And those children being born are starting to have it intuitively, instinctively. They're starting to have it. That is changing humanity. But dear ones, I've got two things to tell you. Number one, that in with all of this energy called the Akash with you comes remembrances of things you've done and been through that are not commensurate with your magnificence. All of you, dear ones, have been through war. All of you. And that means all of you have killed others. All of you. Old soul, every single one of you have shared in the genders. Women, you've been warriors. Men, you've given birth. And in that, you've experienced things you'd rather not even talk about and watched things. That sorrow we talked about has been in your Akash, and some of it carries right in. Even as children, you don't know why you're acting the same ways that perhaps you did in the last life. There's a carryover. The carryover is a result of this awakening. And there's got to be a governor of it. And that means to say that all of it comes and without a filter. There are some things you, you feel and don't understand. You'd like to. Well, I'll tell you what it is. There's no elegance in the filter yet, and it all comes pouring in. And as you awaken, there are things that you're aware of. And you wonder, why is it that these things bother me, or I don't want to go over there, or why is it that I'm so tired when I go over here, or I want to talk about this? And that's all from the past. 
a past that you don't even really acknowledge but it's there it's in your DNA and so like the other channel I say to you there's an entourage that understands that that is here for the shift and you and says at some point in time why don't you just drop that correct it and install the filter so that the things that bother you now won't and the things that were magnificent and wise will sail right through and you can use them now that's a filter you need now that you've never had before because you didn't have the consciousness and if you're one of those listening to this right now and says that's interesting because that's me I'm carrying things around that are hurtful and it never happened I'm afraid of things that never happened and I don't know why this entourage who loves you this group of angels who is here who is only concerned with your name with its handout that says how about we get together and have a consciousness shift and give you the filter that filter will be able to filter out the negative things and enhance the positive things in a kosh that you're just beginning to learn to use and so you do it right now if you want to and if you're brave enough and I mean brave enough because this is outside of the box of what you would do brave enough because you wonder what it's going to be like without it it's become you perhaps it's even defined you and so I challenge you dear spirit dear entourage dear group of angels I want that filter I want it when I sleep so these things won't come forward and bother me I want it when I'm alive and when I'm living here right now not later so that as I walk down the street I won't be bothered by things that never happened to me this time I want the things that worked in the past to be enhanced I want them to occur to me now I want the good ideas that I've learned and the experiences I've had for lifetime after lifetime to filter in and part of that is the joy of life and the things that happened in the past in other lifetimes of learning that would hurt my heart today will be gone forever they are not appropriate for my magnificence can you do that well some of you just did it with me anytime you want to you can call on this entourage that's the system I first came into this planet and one of the first things I said to my partner and he wrote it down and it's become it has become a slogan if you want to call that a, a phrase that is associated with cryon and it is this one you are never alone and we have told you repeatedly year after year after year that there is something more something that you wouldn't necessarily believe if we told you and you can't itemize it and you can't give them names but there is an energy around you of love light is there for the asking for the taking and all you have to do is face off with it and say 
Dear Spirit, it's time for the filter. That's the free choice. Do you understand that the energy of the consciousness of the asking changes everything? Did you realize that it's not really a, a, a request? You're placing an order. Did you understand that this is going to happen because you say these things? It's not wishful thinking into the air. And for those of you who cognize that and believe it, you'll see it happen. You're going to sleep better, dear one. You're going to hear it right away. And I say hear it because that's part of what we say the music is. That music is metaphoric. That music of peace. The music of a magnificent soul. I'll talk about the last one. Now it's not the last one, but it's the last one that I'm going to talk about in this part two. Who are you? And depending upon you, who you ask and what individual, they'll give you a horror story. They'll say, well, here's what I was told that I am. Born on this planet, unfortunately, dirty. Spiritually, a God that won't even talk to me and I don't even deserve to look on his face. Because of something that happened, I'm not really sure what that was, but I have to do things to try to be in the favor of this creator. It, it's so elusive. And everywhere I go, I'm reminded by those I'm with that I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to look on the face of God, of the, of the creative source. Of, and even if there was love there, it's not for me, it's for someone else because, because they're better than I am, you see. Somewhere along the line, there's been something called the original sin. Some horrible thing that displeases God to the point that, that I'm just groveling in the dirt. And dear ones, there are millions and millions of human beings that will give you that information. That's who they are. And of course, humans have a plan to correct that. And that plan is the redemption that is through that system they have created that will at least get you to a place where you feel better. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. All of that, dear ones, is a human story placed upon God by humans. Does it make sense? I'll say it again. Does it make sense that the love of God would have given you free choice and then judged you for your choice? It is not spiritual logic. It makes no sense. Not only that, does it make sense that the grandness of the grand and a multidimensional God filled with love you can't even imagine would then have human attributes, a war in heaven, a fallen angel, one who will torture you if you say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. And I tell you, that is the consciousness of humanity put upon the face 
of God. You should hear this over and over. You are magnificent, born magnificent. And you've got an entourage around you of angels that have come from the same place you have with their hands out saying, how'd you like to drop that and get rid of the lack of self-worth that you have and have had all your life? Given to you by those you trust and love. And they feel the same way. Given to them by those they trusted and loved. Can you say to yourself, maybe, just maybe, it's a lot bigger than that. Maybe, just maybe, it wasn't correct. And that does not diminish them. It does not diminish God. It just tells you that in a lower consciousness time, that these kinds of things stick because you can't think past them with love. And now you can. Dear entourage, you might say, lift me up from that which is the lack of self-worth and show me light. I am not a victim of this planet. I was not born a victim of this planet. I was born magnificent, and now I know it. Lift me up and hold my hand and keep it held so that I don't fall into the habit of thinking that I'm less than light. This is not blasphemous. This means you're partnering with God. This was the design. Free choice to find the higher self of yourself and be it. Free choice to find the light that's in you, recognize it as the creative source, and move forward on this planet. Those who seeded you did that. Other planets before them did that. Now you know that consciousness is energy. What's next? That means you can then control the energy. You can work with the energy. Higher consciousness is something you'll start to understand as palpable energy that you can see and feel and work with in your magnificence. Walk out of this place differently than you came, but more than that, think on these things. Are they two way out or do they ring with truth? This is the message for the day. And by the way, it's been the message for 30 years. But suddenly now, for some reason, it's being heard. And thousands of old souls are starting to take note of that which is around them, which is the love of God. I am cryon in love with humanity for good reason. And so it is.